Tell me about your history with Superman. My history with Superman? Yeah. Uh, probably, um... I mean, like, my, my first, uh... Ryan, my first recollection of Superman was back <laughs> in... No, I would say You're, probably... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say probably, um... Probably when I was about five, right? And I saw, you know, uh, the commercials on TV for the, uh, you know, Christopher Reeve era mm -hmm. Superman movies. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it was 1978. So I was five. I was born in 73. So, um, but, uh, you know, definitely was like too young to like be reading um, Superman comics. But, you know, there was like... Um, I mean, you knew who Superman was, obviously, because he's such a piece of uh, American pop culture. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, there, there was uh, there was the, uh, you know, Super Friends cartoon, you know, that had the, you know, the Wonder Twin powers activate and, you know, <laughs> yeah. form of a bucket of water. You <laughs> those know? were those are some of the most useful superpowers I think I've seen. Yeah, I, I, I always get it mixed up, too. I think the girl was shape of and the boy was form of right like like the girl be like shape of a giraffe and you know she'd like she turned into a giraffe and he's like form of a puddle and it's like <laughs> <laughs> you know and you'd have like this puddle you have this puddle on the ground going like talking um yeah dude they stunk uh <laughs> i did not get that yeah, they were stupid. And they had that monkey. Um, I remember the monkey. Meep. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, dude, and some just like even earlier Justice League actually had uh, the super dog and or not super dog, but like a weird shaggy and Scooby Doo knockoff. Yeah. Yeah. You got to dig deep on that one. Anyway, dude, that's I, a, I used that's to watch a, yeah. like all those like old tunes, like all the old. That's a rabbit stuff, hole. Dude. All the. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a future episode at some point is Super Friends. For but, sure, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but you know, I watched Super Friends, and um, you know, I had the Superman underoos as a kid. Yeah. But probably didn't really start. Uh, you know, I saw the movies, of course. Um, didn't didn't I don't remember seeing them in the in the movie theater. Mm -hmm. um, remember seeing them on you know when they finally made their way to television. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was like the um, you know for the kiddies out there. Um, feature films used to make their way to TV and they would show them on TV. <laughs> and uh, it was like the ABC, you remember those? Yeah. ABC you know, Sunday night movie, you know. Do you and remember that being saw, a big moment for you? Like, do you remember that being like a big thing for you growing up? Oh, uh, you know, I was more of like Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the funny thing was, is like, you know, the, the very iconic, you know, Superman anthem, you know, bum, yeah. bum, 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 uh, you know, is John Williams, uh, obviously, uh, right. for, you know, every nerd knows that. Um, <laughs> but like, even as a kid, you could hear that's like, whoa, what? Cause it sounds very, you know, like the Superman theme and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, Star Wars, Jurassic Park, all the great E.T., all the great music that John Williams, you know, um, composed sounds similar. 
right? Yeah. I, yeah. I there's similar that. theme. There's similar themes in there. So yeah. like the the Superman theme, you could kind of pick up. It's like, whoa, that kind of feels like Star Wars, right? Yeah. It's very. It's very, very tri- big. It's yeah. very big. It's triumphant. It's epic. But mm-hmm. yeah, I just you know, it, the, I remember the tagline for uh, that Superman movie was, uh, "You will believe a man can fly." And the the special effects for the time, it's like you watch it now, and it's kind of like watching Jaws. You have to put yourself in 1977 when you watch Jaws, right? Seriously. And if you you do that, the special effects make sense and are kind of scary. If you you try to, you know, put Jaws next to, I don't know, like Jurassic World, you know, you're going to be like, well, it looks fake. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. It does. No kidding. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, long, uh, long answer there. Um, But I, you know, when I finally got to see it, it was like, you know, um, it was pretty cool. And, yeah. um, but I, you know, as far as like, you know, seeing Superman one and Superman two, um, saw Superman three on, uh, VHS, uh, at a friend's house, hated right. every, hated every second of it. How old were uh, you then? Um, well, you know, I'd have to pull up, let me pull it up here. Um, I, f- I forget when Superman three came out. That was, uh. Let's see here. Let's use the internet. It's 1983, so I was 10. Yeah, and it was. I thought it was garbage. Um, It it even at 10 years old, you can recognize poop when you smell it. You know, you're like, yo, yeah, that's poop. Um, Taking a drink of my coffee. I'm sorry. Um, I do your thing. So uh, yeah, so I saw that, and then you ended up seeing uh, Superman four: The Quest for Peace, which is arguably one of the worst comic book movies of all time. it should be in everyone's top three, probably behind Batman and Robin and Catwoman. Uh, it was garbage. But the first two were like really, really cool. Yeah. But I didn't really read Superman comics uh, until the death of Superman in the uh, early 90s. Was And I was a comic book collector mm-hmm. and a comic book reader. Uh, I read a lot of Batman. I didn't really do a lot of DC. I was more of a Marvel Mm-hmm. At that point, it was Marvel. You know, X Men is what yeah. you know pulled me into Marvel. Um, and at one point, I think I was literally reading every book Marvel put out, and right. that that got expensive, even at a whopping seventy five cents a copy. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, Dude, that that's, 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 that's your, yeah, that got crazy. That got crazy expensive. <laughs> that's your ice cream money. Uh, well, yeah, by that time, uh, yeah, you know, that was, I started reading comics probably when I was about 13 or 14. So, um, but yeah, but Superman, I got into during the death of Superman storyline, which was like what, 1992, I think 1993. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that's actually what pulled me into reading Superman, um, because I had been out of collecting comics for a while. Um, cause I had started going to, to college and not because mm-hmm. college had anything to do with that. It's just money became like really, really tight. And yeah, so, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So comic books and games kind of took a backseat to tuition and books there for a while. And so, um, but I remember reading about this death of Superman. Um, so I went to the local comic shop that unfortunately is not around here any, anymore here in Arizona, but it was called atomic comics. And Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah and, um, you know, I rolled in and the guys were like, you know, Hey, what's going on? I said, Hey, I said, uh, I said, is it true that, you know, DC is killing Superman? And they're like, yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, it's going to be Superman number 75. Uh, you know, we're, we're taking pre-orders for it. And I said, well, let me pre-order. So I pre-ordered the, um, 
the polyurethane sealed bag that was black that had the bleeding Superman logo oh, on it. Oh, that was such a cool and logo. Opened it, opened it like a dumb, dummy, dumb, dumb, dumb. And um, <laughs> but that's all right. It, it that comic literally holds no value today. I think you can get it for like twenty five bucks now. Yeah, sealed. for sure. Se- sealed, 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 yeah. sealed, and minty. Um, <laughs> But uh, so I so I pre-ordered a copy of that. And of course, they had like a bazillion different like you could get the standard newsstand edition. You could get the die cut, um, you know, cover or you could get the black polyurethane sealed. And that's the one that I got. Uh, but Dude, then that's I a told moment my, to cash it in, though. Like that is a moment to yeah to start oh, I, like printing pr- everything that we I can. probably opened mine. I don't <laughs> even have that copy anymore. But um, oh. yeah, no, I have no idea what happened to it. So uh but then I told him, like I said, well, I got to get caught up on this story. And what was really cool yeah. is, um, you know, so the, the guys there were, the, Atomic Comics was kind of known as a little bit of the uh, kind of nerdy Simpsons era comic book guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, I said, you know, I really kind of need to get caught up on this story because I don't want to just, you know, drop in. And so, you know, they pointed me yeah. to the, you know, the build up with, you know, I think when he appeared, um, when you see Doomsday like punching through a wall, um, Oh, I can't remember if that was Action Comics or Superman. I can't remember. But uh, so, you know, I picked up all the individual issues and the Justice League right. ones where, you know, he tears a, tears a path through the Justice League getting to to Metropolis. So that was really cool. So that that started the ball rolling with me with Superman comics. Long wow. story short there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, super short. No. Yeah. But Superman <laughs> was not really like yeah. one of my uh, like all time go to characters. Yeah. Um, I, I started to appreciate him more later in life um Mm -hmm. i'm I'm a big fan and i know new 52 is over um dc doing yet another reset surprise surprise but uh i i really like the new 52 era superman yeah um I'm, i'm a big fan of that of that interpretation of superman yeah, and that's something that I know you and I have spent quite at lengths, not only just talking with each other, mm-hmm. but uh, paragraphs of text messages going back mm-hmm. and forth. Just uh, of yeah. uh, you know our take on this on the, the movies coming out, and, and especially those, um, especially that series of comics. And I think that's yeah. one of those consistent things that I always hear from you. It's just like. John's. I know John's going to bring up that new Fifty Two Superman. New Fifty Two Superman is very cool, man. And I, I haven't I, read those. I, I I'll have to. It. I need to read those. And I, and it's something I haven't done yet. But I started off with Batman on the new Fifty Two. Yeah, um, didn't they didn't change much with Batman for for new Fifty Two. No. Um, Batman is is definitely, um, at least in my opinion, um, yeah. still far and away the anchor for DC Comics. Oh sure. Uh, you know, Superman is definitely I would say, if anything, if you were to like Superman is is the cornerstone cornerstone mm-hmm. of DC Comics. Uh, Batman is the anchor. I mean, that's what, you know, um, mm. and obviously you can throw Wonder Woman in there. But, you know, and, and Wonder Woman is definitely a, a cultural icon as well, yeah. too. There's no question about that. Uh, but those two characters, I mean, you know, they they predate Wonder Woman by by uh, a couple decades. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's th- those two are what DC, you know, built their entire universe on. And for a while, they didn't even exist technically in the same universe, you know, being, you know, published by DC there. You know, you had Superman doing his thing in action comics and Batman doing his thing in detective comics. And, you know, yeah. over time, you know, and, and Marvel was very similar, obviously, when they got off the ground, just things just start mingling together. You're like, oh, we've got a whole universe of stuff. But uh, 
Yeah, well, it can uh, only take so long, right? Like you can only you can only write those storylines for so long mm-hmm. before it's like, man, let's get some things to shake it up. And yeah, of course, totally. like you know, mm-hmm. introducing introducing a guy like Batman, uh, especially a character like Batman, into Superman's universe. Um, mm-hmm. at the time and and I know we'll get there because we'll talk about this movie but um, this I is love something it. oh dude I'm, I'm really excited uh, did you but, finally finish it dude I didn't it, get the time to do it and I wish I had gotten the time perfect to timing before we do our debut show why not you know like don't get yeah. caught up on the ultimate edition but I did I mean I still remember the full edition but I don't I didn't get the the ultimate edition ending so I missed out on like the last maybe well, I'll, I'll, 30 I'll spoil to 45 it. minutes that's fine I'll spoil it for you um, I tell you, but I had a, um, when, when I think about, you know, when I think about Superman and when I think about like growing up, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in my house and, um, not realizing, I realized what I had as a kid, of course, when, when I'm an adult, uh, but my, my mother gave me a, um, a VHS tape and mm-hmm. we went to the store and we got this VHS tape and it was a Superman VHS tape and she was um, she, you know, I think it was just kind of like, you're a kid, you'll like this, like, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. kind of an idea instead mm-hmm. of like really knowing if I was going to be into comics or superheroes <laughs> or whatever. I think it was just yeah. like, Hey, cartoons, here you go. Um, and what she ended up giving me, um, well, because but yeah. as a side note to that, our, yeah. our parents grew up with Superman. Sure. Yeah. No, seriously. I well, mean, with he, that, yeah, with, with, he was created in 1938. So, yeah. y- you know, our parents might well my my dad was five yeah. when Superman was created, right? So um yeah, I mean our parents had Superman. Yeah. So it's not like he wasn't in the culture. Like he was it's like yeah, he definitely yeah. was a part of the culture. Mm-hmm. And, um but what she gave me, and this is I found out that I actually and this is a prize to me now, and I wish I, I need to go like kinda call her and ask her if she still has this VHS tape. Um, that would it, be awesome, dude. It was because I found out exactly what it was. It was the Max Flesher uh, Superman cartoons from the 1940s. Oh, um, oh! So this wasn't the Christopher Reeve Superman movie. No, this was the animated. Oh, um, wow! They called yeah. it the they called it the Golden Age of Superman. And there's yes, a guy that yeah. does a uh, there's a guy that does a really good um, kind of superhero documentary series. I'll go ahead and plug him. His name's um, uh, let's see here. Uh, Captain Christian and with two K's Captain Christian. I think that's his, that's what I have written down here. It's probably wrong. Um, but he's a, but he does just like one, just one K short of having yeah, all sorts of fun. You know, <laughs> I, you know, you can make them both C's cause that would work too. But, uh, <laughs> cause I think his name is Christian. Uh, oh boy. but I just, anyway, like, I don't know, yeah. but he does a really good, he does a really good, uh, show or like a little documentary series on it. And he, and he talks about Max Flesher and he talks about, um, how Max Flesher was the actual creator of the rotoscope. Um, which is the animated tool that's, you know, in use from that point forward. You know, you talk about Star Wars, they use the rotoscope for the lightsaber fights Mm -hmm. to put the lightsaber into the fight. So that's the technology that he created. And I tell you, and going back and watching some of those cartoons, um, of course, there's a lot of absurdity, right? Like there's just a, that, that, uh, that accent that was really popular at the time of like, Superman, you need to oh, come yeah. save us. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just nothing. Superman. <laughs> take that hit. Take that Hitler. <laughs> Super, Superman inspires our boys in blue. <laughs> exactly. 
Dude, that's all it is. Uh, yeah. But it's it's really good. It's really good animation. <laughs> Those old timey baseball, yeah, you know. <laughs> knocking out of the park. <laughs> Rhino fell at the plate. Hits a dinger over the outfield wall for our boys in green fighting the good fight in Normandy. Take that, Hitler. <laughs> Even Captain America did played off on that. Yeah, he did mm. in the in the first Avenger. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, the, the newsreels, right? Yep. Even 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 little Jimmy's getting in on the action by recycling scrap. That's all I could think about. Every time I (laughs) rewatch that, that's all I think about is us talking about that. You you doing that voice? Um, Take that, Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) And everything was everything ended with a take that, Hitler. Like you just got Hitler, just like "Mm." Hitler's just. I tell you, for being such a bad guy, he's sure to get beat up a lot. He's just sitting there like, they're hitting home runs and mocking me. You've got this kid running around recycling scrap iron, making me look like a fool. <laughs> they're buying bonds. What do we do? Bonds, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, good man. Uh, but the, yeah, like I said, that, that, that Max Fleischer Superman uh, was such a cool animation. And I guess in just of history of animation, there there's a whole series there, but... Um, a very cool picture of him. There was a lot of um, leaping instead of flying. There was a lot of a lot of mm-hmm. that, and they mentioned that they changed the canon about Superman um, because of animation. Uh, the canon of Superman was never really a flyer, but he was a jumper. He could leap, you know, tall buildings in a single bound. But when yeah. the animation starts to kick in, they said, "I tell you, that's super expensive to keep drawing." Um, <laughs> let's, let's, let's just put a static image and then just move him around the sky. And that's a lot easier. He's all like herky jerky. Well, you know, what's cool too is uh, man of steel plays off of that because, mm-hmm. um, that's right. You yeah. know, Kal-El before he is learning to fly essentially learns to jump. Yeah. Uh, based off of, you know, the, um, um, what you know, Jor Jor El refu- refers to himself as a shadow, right? Mm-hmm. His that's right. Yep. Um, his the the subconscious, the shadow. Yep. Um, based off of what you know, Jor El is instructing him in the uh, crashed Kryptonian ship in the in the Arctic. So yeah, he uh, you know that that's how he kind of quote unquote learns to fly. It's like these amazing leaps. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so it was so, such yeah, a cool scene. It was yeah, such a cool little little I, story I, to be told there. Yeah, perfect homage to, you know, and I know we'll get into this a little bit more. Zack Snyder, I think, is unfairly taking a beating at the hands of these two movies. Um, That was a Eh. Zack Snyder's a comic book fan. He knows the history of these comic books. And that was a a very cool homage. It was. You know, yeah, you and I would 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 pick up on that. Probably, you know, maybe, you know, average moviegoer wouldn't. Uh, but you know, like two fans of of that character, you're like, mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's how Superman started. Was yep, he right. wasn't flying? He wasn't a flyer. He was a leaper. Yep, he, he was able to leap tall buildings in a single mm-hmm. bound. Um, I tell you, that's something that I didn't feel that was too fleshed out in, in Dean Cain's version. But you know, no, brother, <laughs> gosh, man. You know, and see, and that's another thing too. Oh, when you when grief. you talk about you know like. You know, Superman portrayals. Um, <laughs> uh, he he really has not had, um, I think, a very fair portrayal. Now, you and I are, I'm 43. You know, you're not too far behind me, but, you know, I got, yeah. a, I got a few extra miles on the wheels. Not for sure. Um, 
you know, so I didn't sit through like the 1940s era, um, you know, Superman serials that were happening in movie theaters, right? right. Like they did with Flash Gordon and stuff like that. Um, that may surprise a few people. I did not sit through those. Um, <laughs> so, you know, um, you and I have a, a, at least for me, a reference point for a human being wearing a Superman suit is Christopher Reeve. Right. Um, you know, now others may go back a little bit farther to, you know, early TV shows and like I said, you know, movie theater serials. And I don't even really want to dig in past that because that's, that's not my time frame. I, I don't, I, I have very little experience with those, mm-hmm. but you know, um, I think Superman has been a character when embodied in a live action, um, not, not animation or, or comic, right. But live action has not always been a well presented character. Well, Christopher yeah. Reeve was great. Okay. But Dean Cain, I'm, I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, of course yeah. Not. I, I know you're joking. I know you're joking. <laughs> Dean Kane was is not good. Uh, Smallville, uh, you know, this will anger some nerds. That that show was not good. Um, Brandon Roush was, you know, I mean, he he carried the spirit, I think, of Christopher Reeve. Had a lot of the same mannerisms as Christopher Reeve. You can tell he studied, you know, yeah. Superman, Superman one and two for body language and you know when he was playing Clark he would slouch you know um and so Christopher Reeve and and Brandon Roush were very good at and very similar with Batman which I'm sure we'll get into you have to play Bruce Wayne and Batman differently you cannot Mm -hmm. play them the same though in Batman versus Superman I I liked Affleck playing Bruce and Batman very similar because of all the rage, there was no longer a distinction between Bruce Wayne and Batman. That was a different, yeah, that's a different age of Batman. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at, when you look at the man that's been changed, um, completely by his surroundings and the, you know, obviously the death of, of Robin at that point, like, You've got or, to change. Well, we don't. Well, we don't know what's happened to. Robin. I guess projection. That's my prediction. The assum- of course, the, but well, the ha ha ha. Yeah, the ha 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 jokes on you. The bullet um, holes, like the bullet you know, holes. That yeah, that's yeah. definitely hearkening back to uh, a death in the family. Yeah. when the Joker uh, beat Jason Todd to death with a with a crowbar, um, which pushed Batman over the edge in the comics, and right. and that's and that's at that time frame when Batman started becoming a more gritty than it already was book. And so, um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, Christopher Reeve and, and Roush, I think played Superman and, and Clark Kent properly, um, in terms of separating the two. Right. Um, and, in, I mean, if we're just going to go ahead and transition into it, well, I think I, it was a good chapter one, to be honest with you. It was yeah, a good, like that, yeah. those characters, mm-hmm. Christopher Reeve, Brandon Roush, that was a good chapter one. That got me, that gets you like, okay, here's, here's some Superman. Like here's, mm-hmm. here's him on the screen. Here's you getting used to him. Here is, um, you know, you know, three and four being ignored, of course, but you know, when you have the return <laughs> right, of Superman, right, rightfully so, <laughs> rightfully so. Yeah. And when mm-hmm. you have the return of Superman, like you have a good story, I think that tells us, Hey, here's, you know, here's Superman a little like here. Here is like at 30,000 feet. This is Superman. This is what he's about. Mm. You get you get the good idea. Um, And then with Man of Steel, 
you finally, I think, and again, you know, we're going to, I know we're going to be repeating just because we're finally recording all this conversation. We're just repeating pretty much every conversation we've had in <laughs> the last five years. But um, now the whole, but now the whole world <laughs> gets to, gets to sample it. Oh, just the, the treat. Um, <laughs> the, but the, uh, but the man of steel, we finally start to understand. And I like that about start to understand, um, I guess why. And it, that's what happened with uh, the Christopher Nolan Batman series. Mm-hmm. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed all three of those. I know there's fans that are just like, oh, third one was poops. I'm like, well, you're poops. I don't care. Um, I liked it, I liked it a lot. I uh, I really liked Bane. I really liked Tom Hardy. But um, mm-hmm. anyhow, but that no, was a I, good. I, no, I I agree totally. I think if I were to have any any nit to pick with the Dark Knight Rises, right? They're they're, they're two they're two small nits. Um, I get the whole, we want to respect Heath Ledger. Okay. I get it. Give us closure to the Joker storyline that would in some nice. form or fashion. I'm with you. Yeah. You very, and, and in my perfect world, you could very easily have, have, you know, use the laugh of Heath Ledger having, mm-hmm. Having Batman visit Arkham, t- talking through just like a steel wall, like you know, you lost, you know, or whatever, like that, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and just the 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 Joker laughing back and kind of like maybe a wide shot, you know, leaving that, um, you know, Joker is stuck in in Arkham. You know, it's interesting though in the novelization for the Dark Knight trilogy, the Joker is referenced. That's what in, I was, in, uh, yeah, yeah, in the was so when Bane lets everyone out of Blackgate and Arkham. Um, he, uh, he specifically (laughs) tells them do not open that cell for the specific reason. He did not want someone competing with him. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, and that's something that could have been played up as you see like Blackgate or Arkham. Cause they, they were kind of like the same thing in the dark Knight trilogy. Blackgate and Arkham were kind of like one entity. Um, as you're seeing all the guys breaking out and there's just hubbub, you could have just had them running by a heavily fortified door with Ledger's recycled voice just laughing like a madman. Yeah. And that would have been enough for fans to go, thank you. Yeah, for sure. I think I think that would have been great. Yeah. He's still here. He still exists. He didn't go away. Um so that and and, I think because if you recycle um uh Scarecrow, which they which they did. Most he was assuredly the judge. did, right? Yeah, he was um, the judge. Yeah, played a really big part. I think once you're once you're putting another character, especially from the first movie, back in there, I'm with you, man. Like I would have loved to have seen um, yeah. just a you know just a flash of green hair, just in the laugh, a, yeah, in the or laugh, just, or yeah, just he's something. Just la- he's laughing, very, yeah. yeah, just at the very least. Um, uh, you know, you see that little slit, you know, inside of a jail mm. cell, and you see him. You see eyes and you see a flash of green hair or something like that where I would say, you know what? We get it. Like, it, thank you. You're right. Like, thank mm-hmm. you. Like, He's that still here. would be, that would have been fantastic. A nice little bow tie. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to have seen someone, you know, um, try to trying trying to parody. Well, not parody, but trying to mimic Heath Ledger's body style, and that would have been a little too much. Well, um, yeah, it's yeah. not something that's needed, especially because no. if if you know, if he's in Blackgate, then just leave him in there. Like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not going to hurt anything. 
Yeah, and the the other nit would just be how how quickly his back gets healed. Um, it was like, <laughs> oh, you just you just got a vertebra out of place. Good thing I have a degree in chiropractic. You know, um, <laughs> let me just elbow drop your elbow yeah, drop your back. Yeah. I do think there was more time, and I and I guess that's assumed that I made was that I um, especially from the time he went in to the way Gotham was when he got out. Oh, so the back is kind of healing and that was just, there was a quite a bit of time had been, yeah, to me it was a year or so. Yeah. I think you can make that. Yeah. I think you could say that. Yeah. Just because of the, the way Gotham ended up turning out, like the way it kind of looked, it didn't look post-apocalyptic completely, but it was messed up. So at least the, the, well, not all of Gotham, but just the, the Island. Right. The Island. Yeah. yeah. But like I said, two small nits to pick for the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. 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 Nothing, nothing outrageous. So, so when I see those two characters, when I, when I leave Batman like that, right. When you leave Batman, Mm -hmm. um, out of Christian Bale, Christopher Nolan. Well, and we um, thought Batman was dead. Seriously, they I, made the, I, yeah, I, I truly, after Batman and Robin, which, um, you know, you and I joke quite a bit and we will argue from time to time on this show sure. and that's totally cool. Um, I try not to take a lot of this too seriously, hence the name of the, the show, <laughs> reasonable fanboys, right? Right. Um, Batman and Robin to me was extremely insulting mm-hmm. as a, as a Batman fan. Um, it just it it you know Batman Forever is okay. I can tolerate Batman Forever. Batman and Robin was such a a toy action figure mm-hmm. cash grab stupidity. I mean that that movie is stupid. <laughs> I don't think you'll find many people that argue. No, with you on that, no, though. but that movie is stupid. My my son who's nine will not watch it. Mm-hmm. And it was on TBS not too long ago. Oh, really? Watched, They're still trying yeah, to he, cycle that out? He watched about 30 minutes of it, and he, he just stopped. It, it's stupid. Uh, you know? I thought you were going to turn another leaf. Oh, God bless it, that <laughs> movie. So, so you know, you know, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Well, um, Batman Forever, for me, was... Yeah. Uh, the, the bell was starting to ring on Batman well, Forever. For sure. I mean, that's, that's yeah. kind of obvious. I mean, you come out of... Especially, now, the, the question I have for you, was the canon... Did they still try to make it from Returns? Yes. Like, that was the same yeah. storyline? Yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll obviously get to Man of Steel and Batman and, and Superman, but I think this is important to talk about because it, it's how we're getting to yeah. the Batman and the Superman that we're seeing now. Uh, the, you, you can't, I guess you could say the Tim Burton era Batman. You can, right. you can, you can include forever and Batman and Robin in there. Cause Tim Burton was a producer on those two movies. Now, and uh, talking about forever and, and Batman and Robin, obviously he directed Batman and Batman returns, but right. Um, he was a producer, I know, on Batman Forever. I, I'm not sure about Batman and Robin, but I do want to say that he was. Okay. Um, it, he probably did, wasn't having much say at that point. Uh, it was probably just probably just producer and title only. Um, get some money from it, you know. I guess. If you yeah, can. yeah. Um, but you can call it the Tim Burton era. Th- that is one continuity, and it and it's based off of conversations that happen within and like within the movies. Like for example. Um, you know, uh, in Batman Returns, Bruce makes a comment to Alfred about letting Vicky Vale into the Batcave, which was a reference to the first movie. Right. Um, he said, oh, come on in, Vicky Vale. This is the Batcave. He's kind of being a smart ass, right? 
as yeah. he's reaching into a fish tank to trigger something in the fish tank that'll open up in his study down into the Batcave. Uh, and then in Batman Forever, um, uh, Nicole Kidman's character, she, she plays a psychiatrist. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she references Catwoman uh, in terms of like, you know, what turns you on. She said, or do I need black vinyl in a whip? Uh, so it was oh, a reference yeah. to Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Dr. Chase uh, Meridian. Dr. Chase Meridian, yeah. Um, and then in Batman and Robin, while there is not a direct reference to Batman Forever, in Arkham Asylum, in the uh, security office that was by the security officers played by Jesse Ventura, um, is sitting there, you see the Riddler and uh, Two-Face's outfits. Oh, okay. hanging in the security office. So, um, mm. so yes, they, they all exist within the same. Um, so Gotham has gotten real funky by the time <laughs> oh, we get buddy. to. <laughs> yeah. We so just neon, enough, pa- enough, like yeah. enough neon paint. Yeah. Right? And yeah, night. enough about enough about that movie. Let's move on. But uh, everyone agrees <laughs> Batman and Robin is, is trash. Well, it's just, yeah, that's what I mean for me, like Batman forever. Time oh, but, frame, but that's that where was, Nolan was yeah. able to resurrect it. Right. Cause yeah, I, exactly. thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was done. There was no way that DC and Warner Brothers was going to recover from that fiasco. And they did. Yeah. When Batman Begins came out, that was like as good as the Tim Burton, you know, Batman from 1988 was. Batman Begins was just like a the first true representation of the modern era yeah. Batman. Mm-hmm. It, it really was. And it was great. And, you know, and it gave us three fantastic movies. And obviously the Dark Knight is legend when it comes uh, to just, you know, I watched that um, one the other um, night, yeah. like like a week ago. I, I turned that one back on just to mm. just to watch it again, because it's, it's just such a good movie. It's amazing. Yeah. Such good, such good filmmaking. So after so after, you know, when when I think about Batman, that's a lot of my frame of reference for sure is those three. Those mm-hmm. are the most formidable, formidable you know, memories or, or not memories, but just kind of uh, foundation for Batman for me. So when not, I not not Adam West, you know, as much as I love it, <laughs> that was my f- dude. That was my and first pow in- and whack. That was my it. first introduction to yeah. live action Batman. Yeah. was was reruns of the 1966 era Batman TV yeah. show. I didn't have, I guess, an introduction to that because my introduction to Batman was, you know, Batman the animated series on Saturday mm-hmm. morning. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Which so is a good still one as well too, yeah. some of the mm-hmm. best cartoons you'll ever watch about yep. Batman. Wow, mm-hmm. what a series! Um, yeah. But the uh, but again, yeah. So you know when you take a look at when you t- especially when you compare the time frame of Batman, uh, Batman the animated series, then you on the movie screen you've got you know puns and neon paint and everything Ugh. that that wasn't that. It's such a weird contrast to see both of those that were in the media at the exact same time. Um, you know, you've got one DC version, you've got one Batman version on this side, and then you got another Batman version in the movie theater. Um, anyway, kind of yeah. nuts to think yeah. about. Like at the same yeah. exact time, we're kind of entering that new, we're kind of entering that phase again with the DC comics, with mm-hmm. you know, with Flash and Arrow, and you know, the Supergirl series that's on CW now, uh, versus yeah. the Flash and uh, Air, I guess what it what may be Justice, hopefully Justice League. Um, on you know on uh on the big screen so i don't know good grief man like it's it's just a mess i think over there a little bit because yeah yeah and we can i'm having uh, trouble with it 
But yeah, we 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 can dig we can dig into that because I know, I, they were I, just I, rabbit holing at this point. But well, no, that's okay. <laughs> I, I think uh, um, yeah, because I really want to. Um, I, I really because you you wanted me to discuss and and kind of call out people for having an incorrect perception of a current Superman. But um, you know, I I agree. I think what what. Um, DC and Warner Brothers is trying to do and do so valiantly and at least on the cinematic side mm-hmm. I think they're on I, well I don't think I, I believe they're on the right path uh, but when you have two separate universes um, like you have your TV DC universe with yep. like you said Arrow, Flash, uh, Supergirl who's now going to be moving from CBS yeah surprise surprise right. sci-fi didn't work sci-fi didn't work on a major network newsflash yeah um, talk to Not Joss Whedon yeah, yeah talk to Joss Whedon about that um, yeah. they just they don't have any patience for it so um, you know she's moving from CBS to the CW um, and she's going to be actively a part of Arrow and Flash and the uh, you know the TV version of the DC universe. I think where the where the struggle it could potentially be is um, you and I understand the differences. We understand that in both Marvel and DC, you have separate universes within those universes. Right. Yeah. And and um, you know sometimes those universes cross paths. Sometimes they merge. DC likes to merge them. It feels like every uh, 30 to 35 days. <laughs> um, but uh, so, you know, DC is very right in saying, well, there's the TV universe and then there's the movie universe and they exist in the overall universe. Um, but most people aren't going to understand that. And they're going to be no. like, well, why is this gentleman playing Flash on TV when it's a different gentleman playing Flash on the big screen. Um, why isn't, you know, yeah. why isn't Ben Affleck making a cameo on Green Arrow? <laughs> because they can't afford Ben Affleck <laughs> <laughs> to be on, on Arrow. But uh, yeah, so um, we, we can we can dig into that deeper somewhere yeah. down the line. But yeah, I, I, I feel like they're making a little bit of a mistake in, in where, um, you know, comparisons are going to be made to where Mar- what Marvel's doing right now is... Everything that is a TV show from Marvel, whether it be, uh, you know, Netflix originals like Daredevil and and uh, whether it be Jessica, good or bad, <laughs> whether it be good or bad. Um, yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is uh, can be lukewarm to ice cold for me. Um, but, uh, you know, Daredevil, which is awesome. Jessica Jones, which is awesome. Obviously, you got Luke Cage on the way. The Punisher is going to have his own. Iron um, Fist. Iron Fist, and then of course you've got Agents of Shield, and you have Agents of uh, Agents of Carter, Agent Carter, and Agents of Shield on right. uh, on ABC, but they all exist within the same universe. So what? So is gritty and nasty and bloody and violent as Daredevil is on Netflix? It lives and breathes at the same time that you know Agent uh, Coulson and the gang are wisecracking and shooting puns at each other, right? Um, which is very cool, and that's. Yeah. The way it should be. Yeah. So yeah. So while you know, um, to use Tony Stark's reference, while we were kicking ass, you know, in Sokovia, <laughs> one of the yeah. best lines in oh, in Civil man. War. Um, while they're doing that, you know, Jessica Jones is trying to fight off the Purple Man from getting into her head. That's right. Yeah. You know, so it's very cool to have all of that existing at the same time. Very cool. Where would yeah? So where would DC? You're like, so is the Flash that's on. TV was he the one that you know came and talked to Bruce Wayne? No, he's not. I think he's it's not. the question that starts you starts to it starts to come up for me. Um, so what matters? 
Like that's the end up, that's what I end up with. Cause when mm. I see those characters exist, you know, very, very differently from a TV universe to a movie universe, then, you know, I think we're, you know, and especially with these, how they're being pitched to who, um, a lot of these are, are really calling on adults to be watching these shows and, you know, our generations to, to kind of start digging in. And I tell you, dude, when it comes down to it, I've got so much time in my day to start mm-hmm. going, okay, what do I have to enjoy at this point? So yeah. what matters, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm going to watch at the end of the day, I will watch as much as I don't want to, I will watch agent of shield before I sit down and watch arrow because I know at least mm-hmm. when I watch agents of shield, it will match up with the movie that I spent a lot of time talking about with my buds. Correct. And Correct. I can dig into some of the side lore about the same universe and I don't have to go, well, yeah, it's cool. Cause they're doing this thing on arrow. They're doing this thing on flash, you know, but in suicide squad, nothing's going to matter when I talk about nope. the flash on the TV. Like, nope. Nope. I don't know. Anyway, that's nope. that's I'm with you there, and I have my own feelings on Flash, the TV show, and stuff like that. But I don't want to dive into any of that right now, dude. And that that's holy ground for a lot of people. You start you start bad mouthing that Flash TV show, you, you can get a riot on your hands. You know what? We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> let, let them riot. <laughs> let them eat cake, right? Uh, but dude, let's. Uh, so Man of Steel happens. Uh, when yes. was that movie come out? 2013. 2013. Um, I love that movie. I love, I love, I love <laughs> that movie. I do. I do, man. I know. I know. Can I? It is, uh, and, and I think it plays very much into, obviously, Batman versus Superman. It's funny how people think that Batman versus Superman is the, the starting point. For the DCU, I guess we can call it that now. DC yeah, Cinematic the DCU, the DCCU yeah. D- D- Disney, Disney. Good lord! <laughs> That's Disney Marvel. just Disney just bought DC. Oh, and every nerd just passed out. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? I tell you, I'd be screaming, "Thank you know, <laughs> thank goodness!" But who Bruce knows? Wayne's going to show Tony Stark how to be a real Playboy billionaire. Uh, no, so we're not here to argue the, about that. <laughs> <laughs> Disney's gonna buy uh, DC, merge the two universes together, and officially Earth ninety six oh two man, Earth ninety six oh two, and officially retcon <laughs> Iron Man three out of existence is what they're gonna do. We're here to talk uh, about well, Batman versus Superman, John. <laughs> <laughs> but first, let me address the Mandarin. No, um, <laughs> no. No, the Man of Steel. I absolutely love that movie for so many different reasons. Um, number one, it's a it's a absolutely fresh take on the character. Mm-hmm. Superman Returns was very much a sequel, non sequel, right to Superman one and two. It it doesn't it doesn't really it fits, but it doesn't fit. It doesn't look. It doesn't feel right at times. You know, because Superman and Superman 2 were early or excuse me, late 70s, early 80s. Um, Superman Returns is supposed to be in the same timeline, but yet you've got people recording Superman on cell phones and you've got LCD televisions. Yeah. It just it doesn't work. Right. It, it's it's a it's a tough, tough fit. Um, in that in, in that regard, I really wish Superman Returns had just been set in the 80s. Why not? The X-Men did it. Yeah. The X-Men Super did it easy. And, and, and did it very well. 
did it very well. Yeah. I'm well, no, well, Apocalypse was set in the 80s, but like I'm thinking Days of Future Past, which was oh. set in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and did it very well. So, Superman Returns very well easily could have been set in 1985. Mhm. Easy. And I and and it would have fit much 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 better. Anyway, Man of Steel was was such a bold reimagining of Superman. Right. Um I I love the casting of that movie. Um, Russell Crowe as Jor-El um, I thought was brilliant that's cool Kevin Costner brings me to tears in a good way as Pa Kent um, just he knows that this boy is different mm-hmm. he knows he is destined and both of his fathers his, his birth father and his adoptive father both know that uh, Kal-El Clark mm-hmm. yeah. is is going to be alienated. He is going to be isolated. He is going to be torn. He is going to feel both love and apathy at times for the for the place he calls home. Sure. Which is Earth. Right. Um, I, I think the scene that that really gets me the most, I mean, obviously of the tornado scene where you know, Clark is ready to leap mm-hmm. in and that's right. Costner. Oh my gosh. And Costner's like, no, not yeah. yet. No. Yeah, for sure. You know, right after he, he tells, he tells Paul Kent, you're not my father, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, you go back a little bit more in that movie when he's a little boy and his, and his powers are just starting to manifest themselves because he's been absorbing all of our son's radiation for, you know, 10, 11 years. And all of a sudden he's seeing through his own skin and he's in all of a sudden it like it all happens at one time. Right. He can see through his skin. He's seeing he's hearing everything around him. He's mm-hmm. and he just he takes off running and, and you know, um, Martha can't comes to the school and it, it this this scene is in the trailer and it got me chokes me up in the trailer chokes me up even more when I watch it is he's like, mom, the world's too big. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and she. Yeah. And so. Um, you know, she says, focus on me. Right. Focus on me. What gets lost with that in the it's totally cool and it's totally hip and it's totally fashionable to hate on Batman versus Superman, just like it was totally fashionable to hate on the Star Wars prequels. Sure. Clark Kent loves his mother. It was his mother. His father taught him wisdom. His father taught him restraint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was his mother who taught him to focus. Mm-hmm. So when Luthor kidnaps his mother, it's not just this, you, you kidnapped my mom and now I'm angry. That it more so than Lois, that is who grounds him as a human mm-hmm. on this planet. Yeah. And I know it gets made fun of a lot when, you know, uh, Batman have a safe word. Yeah. When Batman's <laughs> giving it to Superman and, and he says, Martha and Batman stops and they're like, Oh, how corny. What drove the rage in Bruce Wayne? Oh, sure. Yeah. The killing of his parents. What is he trying to rectify? The killing of his parents. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right. So what does Superman and Batman have in common? No, I'm Superman, with you. No, I'm with, Superman, I, I yeah, hear that's you. the question I throw yeah. out. Superman, yeah. Superman does not know his parents. Mm-hmm. He knows his adopted parents. Right. He knows Jor-El in a 
you know, um, very artificial, intelligent manner. Sure. Yeah. That, that Jorel could not give him love. That no, Jor-El it was could just there for info and instruction. Uh, yeah, instruction. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all it was. It was a computer yeah. program. Sure. That made itself look like Jorel and had Jorel's yeah. logic, and yeah. that's about it. Yeah. Right. What did Bruce Wayne not have? Mm-hmm. He didn't have his parents. Right. He had Alfred, right? So getting back to Superman, though, I think where, where people struggle is and where, what they need to stop is stop using Christopher Reeve as your reference point for Superman. Sure. You need to. That's, that's arguable. But you had, yeah. yeah. And, and that's not something. That, I mean, that's the thing, though. When I think about it, John, too, is, is not it's not Christopher Reeve that holds the candle for me. It's good storytelling. Mm-hmm. And Man of Steel told a really good story. I could have mm. used I could have used about maybe five minutes of that origin story though on uh, Krypton instead of a almost thirty because um, it was a twenty five <laughs> minute <laughs> scene. But but on I Krypton. feel it's but I feel it's so essential. Ah, and, and, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm yeah. going to tell you why. It it established it at least in my opinion that Zod is not just a raging madman. Yeah. Zod. No, I, I, I get that. Yeah. yeah. Zod genuinely wanted to save his people. Zod was a conservative. Mm-hmm. Right? If you want to break it down. No, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Jor-El, Zod, was, yeah. Jor-El was a liberal, right? Mm-hmm. We had, we had Kal-El by getting it on. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yep. Right. Rather than going through the Kryptonian codex. Right. Right. Uh, Zod was very much a conservative. And we're not going to get into a whole conservative liberal thing. <laughs> we're not, not doing not. that. Not doing that in this show. But to give you a frame of, of, of reference for Zod, he would be considered a very conservative. This is how we do things. I am a general. I am a soldier. This is what I do. I do not deviate from mm-hmm. it. And he's calling the council out saying, you have betrayed our people. You have done this. So even as the planet's falling apart, he's he's not waging war because he's a madman. He's waging war because he thinks that's the last attempt to save their people. Right. I think Zod knew they had to leave. Zod wasn't wanting to stay on Krypton and go down with the ship, but he wanted Krypton or the Kryptonians to leave, go somewhere and then continue the same existence that they currently have. Okay. Right. That ended up getting them into the position that they were at that point. Correct. Correct. So I, I liked that it, that it, you know, it was yes, a pride in legacy. There was a pride mm-hmm. in, in yeah. my people. There was a pride in, you know, yeah. Krypton is my home. This is, this is, this is what needs to be carried on. And as, I will go, we will go anywhere to recreate Krypton because Krypton is yep. the most important. Yeah. Krypton is. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, yes, he did. He, he did kill Jor-El. I mean, th- that doesn't excuse that, but Zod loved Krypton just as much as Jor-El did. Yeah, agreed. They just loved it very differently. They had Mm -hmm. a very different perspective Mm -hmm. on what what Krypton should be. Yeah. So, you know... I just didn't need 25 minutes to tell me that. Okay. (laughs) I liked it. It it gave us so much more of Krypton than we have ever had before. Because Krypton is... Because if you don't read the comics, right? And and a, a lot of people who go to these comic book movies don't read the comics. Right. So, yeah. So, um, Krypton, like if you reference back to the Christopher Reeve, you, you see a very weird looking Krypton, you know, it's all made out of crystals and yeah, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, well, just like the fortress of solitude was, you know, mm-hmm. you had the crystal yeah. fortress, right? 
So, um, and that's why I truly believe that Krypton is is going to be the Asgard of the DC universe. It's going to yeah. be this, even though even though it's gone, um, there is still so much of it left, both in the colonies that are out there, the Kryptonian right, colonies, exactly right, which right. I which I'm pretty sure they're going to touch on because they made a big deal out of it in Man of Steel. There was a colony on Earth because right. we've seen that ship. Mm-hmm. That spoiler alert. That's probably Supergirl, who's not who's in the in the one that's open because if you remember in man of steel when clark walks in there there's one, one of the one of the pods there's one open. The, one of the pods is open more than likely that's probably going to be supergirl would be my guess um so she's probably frozen potentially yeah. somewhere um or cadmus which is the version of shield has her or something there's there's all sorts of stuff you could do but um i think krypton is going to definitely be the asgard of the dc universe in that there's enough fragments of it mm-hmm. that you can create this pretty out of control technology like we see in the in the marvel universe hydra used it tony stark uses it right um you know um there's it's used in guardians of the galaxy when they don't even realize they're using right. it yep. um so there I, I definitely see krypton in that regard so i love that that extended look mm-hmm. in where superman came from now and getting to the the portrayal of superman what i what when you reference the Christopher Reeve Superman, it's a Superman that is very comfortable being on Earth. Yep, you're right. No, he's he's he, been there for a while. He's been in the people. He's mm-hmm. he's talking like he's it's a like it's no he is big, e- yeah he is no easy big to, deal yeah. <laughs> easy to talk to. He's a Clark yeah. Kent, he's a Clark Kent that people like. Like, mm-hmm. for whatever yeah. reason, uh, that, you versus, know, they <laughs> versus the Clark Kent that exists in Man of Steel, it it's literally a a person who doesn't know where he belongs. Mm, yeah, think about it. He doesn't know where there is nobody on Earth yeah. like him, and it's so he, obvious he, for mm-hmm. the way you know the way Henry Cavill plays him. Um, and I think you he and, plays you and him I, great. You and I agree on that. Like the the way he plays, I Superman, think he plays him great. I like, you know, a lot of people get down on that. A lot of people get down on the brooding Superman. I don't mind it. But I don't, I don't mind it either. I don't, because he has a lot to brood about. Okay. (laughs) He's got a lot to brood about. He's, he's still trying to figure his life out. Like he's still trying to figure out as an adult, especially knowing what he can do, knowing where he can go. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you've got the freedom, you, you know, being a kid being, you know, it's like you, it's, that's what it was like. He, he was raised by your parents and you listen to what they said. But as soon as he got outside of that, then mm-hmm. he realized not only is he outside of his parents control, he's got a couple of things to lock in. One of those is just figuring out how to be a person, right? Coming mm-hmm. into your own, but then coming into your own with this whole thing of um, what, what he is, this alien. So he's not there. He, yeah, I'm with you, man. Like he's got a lot to figure out. I am with so- you. So I, I think for me that what 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 really touches on me in Man of Steel is I know a lot of a lot of folks got very upset mm. when he when he killed Zod. And mm. this I is how I look too, at it. I wasn't too mad at it. No, it doesn't. It 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 it, it uh I, I saw I think the heartbreak. A, I saw the heartbreak in it, man. And and I'm gonna tell you why I believe he was heartbroken. Yeah. He's very confused. Now now I want I want listeners to think about this, okay? Not only is he trying to figure out how he fits in as a human because he's not a human. He's not. Right. He's got he's got every physical aspect uh, sure. of a human, right? And on, and, and on yeah, yeah and, and on <laughs> crypt and, and on Krypton, he would be just like you and I. There there there'd be nothing yeah. unique about 
his strength and some of that. It, it, it's, and well, it doesn't happen we, in Krypton. It happens from our sun. So. From our sun. And, and right. the reverse is that if Krypton were real and we were to go to Krypton, we would be as Superman is here. Right. That, that's, the, that's the mythology. Now, things like that have changed, but that's the general mythology that if a human were to soak in the red sun of Krypton, we would be similar to Kal-El here. So um, he's not human, though he looks human. He has the physiology of a human. Um, yeah. His only, and think about this, his only interaction with his own people was animosity. And that's it. Yeah. The only reference point he has for Kryptonians mm-hmm. is Zod and the gang. Yeah. And they right? they don't like him. And well, well they Zod, don't like it's not well, that Zod, they don't like him. It's just they're trying to get the codex. The codex, you know, yeah. the codex is Zod, in in his bones. And Zod gave him the yeah. Zod and Zod gave him the opportunity to join up. In fact, Zod even tells me he's like, "You're not of these people." Yeah. He openly tells him that on the ship. Yeah. We are your people. We are all that's left mm-hmm. right here. Yeah. And and how many of them were there? Like 12, 13, yeah, not. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you've got Kal-El on the ship with Zod and the boys and, and lady, <laughs> boy, I feel bad for her. <laughs> um, <laughs> she didn't get a lot of rest. Um, and he's given him that <laughs> he's given him that option saying, we are your people, right? You belong here with us. Uh, and so, but then the, then he has that kind of like, um, uh, I don't want to say like a prophecy, but like a, a vision of what Zod is going to do to earth. Right. To make yeah. earth like Krypton. Yeah, right? Re-terraform it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and so now he's got to choose. Do I choose my adopted home or do I go with the people who are my blood? Right. Right. So I believe that when he kills Zod and there's that anguish, he killed the last connection to his people. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I both can connect the dots that we'll probably see another Kryptonian show up again. I do oh, believe it's sure. going to be yeah. I do believe it's going to be Supergirl in, in some fashion, but he does not know that. Right. So when he kills Zod, some people are like, oh, he felt so bad because he murdered. You know, no, it's I don't, not. No, I, I, I obviously don't know he about didn't that. feel bad because he murdered. Yeah. And, <laughs> Tearing and, through and those still, buildings the way he did. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Um, the, the cannon but, fodder was fine, but it was, yeah. it was, and I'm with you, man, because it was mm-hmm. who he his was last, killing. His and, last connection. That's and Zod all make did. it a choice for him. Zod did. You know, he, he had that family in the corner with, with his fire yep. eyes and mm-hmm. said, you know, it's, it's me or them and you've got to make this decision. And, and, yeah. um, of course, and, you know, uh, you know, he didn't want, he didn't want to be in that position. He said, you know, it's like, that's the whole point was I don't, we don't need to be in this position. Like no. we don't have to fight. We don't have to do it. Gods among men, but we can rule this planet and what can they do? That's true, and that's what that right? was. What Zod was saying was just who's like, going to stop us? We don't. We're we terraforming this. Who's who's going to stop it? But at the same time, that you know what Superman's thought was, um, what Kal-El's thought was, you know, we don't even have to do that. 
we can yeah. just be with them. We can live mm-hmm. side by side. It's not a problem. But of course, when you think about, you know, with Zod and who he was and he was bred, right? You know, that, that bred codex to, bred to be a warrior. was a bred DNA a change. It wasn't yeah. a, just like, mm-hmm. a, hey, make these decisions. Yeah. It was a DNA uh, modification for him to he will never stop fighting he nope. will never be created, never not created be created for war right created for war and and that's why i don't really see zod as the traditional comic book villain right you know old school villain and and while we're on the topic of zod give it up for michael shannon and that performance <laughs> of zod i mean that guy is Dude. awesome uh, that yeah, guy's awesome for real um, I sad to say it doesn't look like we're going to see a Zod return. I would love to have seen a Zod return, but, um, if things were, his, hand, if things were handled correctly, we'd see a Zod return. He, he still could. Yeah. He still <laughs> potentially could. Yeah. But uh, no, no, no. If things were handled, cor- were handled correctly, we'd I'm see a Zod part, return. I'm going to dis, I'm going to disagree with that. You That's can. all right. I know. I know. I know. You're American. <laughs> I know, but yeah. So th- that's where uh, um, I, I I believe that's that's you know how we have to view right. this current version of Clark Kent and and Superman. Right. Um. In in it it does now. This is where I will concede that. Um. Obviously, Batman versus Superman is taking so many different cues from uh, the Dark Knight Returns, which is hands down one of the best Batman graphic novels. Yeah. If you haven't read it, pause this podcast right now. Go to <laughs> Amazon.com. Buy it. Okay, don't get it digitally. Get in book yeah, form so you can paper. smell it. So yeah. you can smell it. Yes, please. Um, that is the modern version of Batman. Yeah. Um, there, there are two things that, that I believe brought us to the modern age of Batman. The Dark Knight Returns and, and Death in the Family when Jason Todd was killed. Right, we, exactly. we talked about that a little while ago. That is what brings us to this current flavor of Batman. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we talk about Snyder being a huge comic book fan. He is a huge fan of the Dark Knight Returns. Um, and so there's a lot of elements taken from that. Right. Um, and, and also from the New 52 era Superman. Now, this is where I will agree. And, you know, money talks at the end of the day. Money always, always sure. talks. The theatrical version of Batman versus Superman, I enjoyed, I loved, I defended. Did it have its problems and its holes? Yes, mm-hmm. it absolutely did. Um, and that's why we're reasonable fanboys. I was not going to just simply say, oh, it was so good and you can shut up. And um, <laughs> it, uh, it it definitely had its, its issues. Yeah. The ultimate edition, in my opinion, takes those issues and closes them, seals them up. Yeah. Um, and I understand that at the end of the conversation... Right now, the average moviegoer only sees four movies a year. I don't know if you've heard those recent statistics. I didn't know that. Only sees four movies a year. Um, They traditionally are Marvel and (laughs) now Star Wars, right? Um, Because they're spectacles, and rightfully so. Star Wars is to be seen on the big screen. Civil War, I'm sure, will look beautiful on Blu-ray. I can't wait. I can't rate. Uh, (laughs) But it looked amazing yeah. on the big screen and rightfully so. Yeah, it did. So, uh 
I don't think there was any thought that Batman and Superman was not going to make money. It made a ton of money, despite what some, what some people say. Oh, well, it was a flop. Well, I don't think uh, darn define, near a. You can't define yeah. flop in in what the you know what critics say. Like the flop <laughs> yeah. is money, and it made Thank money. You. Flop is not. Yeah, and I mean at this rate, like yeah. the movie Sahara with Matthew McConaughey was technically <laughs> not a flop. So Correct. you know yeah. it doesn't matter what critics say about it. Does someone say it's my all name money. around here. So, <laughs> Someone right. say Matthew McConaughey. Hey, Matthew McConaughey is here. Matter of fact, this is hey, Coaches, you guys got a good show going on here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take my shirt off. You know, <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> good I'm grief. Talk, 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 talk a little bit about Free State of Jones. I might um, uh, I might go take that UT class, man. Like he's teaching at UT now. You should, man. <laughs> Just. <laughs> You know, you know what would be an even better uh, class is having one dual taught by Matthew McConaughey and Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, too much, too much awesome in one room. You wouldn't. There was two. what class would that be? Just watch, you, like watch, you watch these guys one hundred and one. <laughs> you wouldn't. You, you wouldn't cover a thing. There would be there. Why are we here? Would be the uh, no. Um, Oh, I got lost in the mm. I got lost in the weeds. What were we talking about? Oh, uh, where the the I understand at the end of the day, money is going to matter, and right. you've got to get as many showings into knowing that the average moviegoer sees four to five movies a year. You've got to get as and this is this is really what kind of stinks about the movie business today is that you have to get as many showings as you can into the theater so you get as many tickets sold and as many butts in the seat as you can. Um, and you're going to do that much easier with a two hour and 25 minute movie than you mm -hmm. are at a three hour flat. Movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so, um, I know Snyder has taken his lumps. Um, I don't know if you've seen the Watchmen, um, extended cut. That's the one I have. Um, yeah. It makes the theatrical version look like the mess it was. You watch the, director's edition you're like and i holy think holy cow i think i've that, only seen the director's cut of the watchman i don't think i've even seen fine. the theatrical one you don't and I, you don't need to watch it and you i constantly like yeah and i constantly think yeah, to myself you don't like need to. i don't know why this no. was getting such bad bad press no. um the, because the, i watched the, the right one i mm -hmm. guess so you watch <laughs> the one that Zack snyder presented to warner brothers it said here you go and they're like mm, that's mm, cute yeah Let's see, we can get, let's see, average of four showings, a theater. Yeah, we're going to need you to trim that by about 40 minutes. Good grief. Um, and if you ever read The Watchmen, again, another must-have for any comic book fan. Mm -hmm. th that's a tough one to bring to film. And the the ultimate director's cut, super edition, whatever it's called, <laughs> um, did did do that. And it, and yeah. that's one case where like sometimes you can watch the theatrical version, you can watch a director's cut, and they're both good. Um, that's when you don't need to watch the theatrical cut. That's how I feel about Batman and Superman. You do not need to watch the theatrical cut. Right. And, and I wish that that three hour version, I know it would have cut into the bottom line. That is the one that should have been, should have entered into movie yeah. theaters. And also the tough sell was it is the, the ultimate edition is rated R. 
and a PG-13 movie. I know that Deadpool is the exception to the rule, but a PG, th- which it is, it is the exception to the rule. Deadpool it's is, not, but, it's and, not, but it doesn't it's not enter the, the new same. Rule. But it's not, yeah, it's not, no, it is the it's exception. It's not the new rule. It's it is not its own thing. It's going to be mm-hmm. its own thing. It's yep. going to exist kind of solely in that area. Now, they may do a cameo, but I can't imagine a full gathering uh, I I wouldn't yeah I wouldn't be shocked to see uh, like you know Deadpool show up in a future X Men movie yep. like you said as a cameo or just a toned down version which yeah. they can very easily do and it doesn't really hurt the character but in terms of like a you know the upcoming Deadpool two that's going to be rated R right. he is the exception to the rule exactly not not the rule and PG thirteen comic based movies are going to make more money in the theater. Mm-hmm. Than rated R ones. They yep. just they just are. Well, they yeah, just are. Well, you want to take yeah. your kid to a PG. You want to take your kid to a to a comic well, book yeah, showing. Yeah, right. And and right, yeah, absolutely. And right now, you know, my little guy is nine. Uh, he's not going to watch the Ultimate Edition. Right. You know? no, um, nor he, he should. He, right. Yeah. And so when I told my son, you know, when you fired up, buddy, I said you're going to want to. I said select the one that says theatrical version. Right. And he's like, well, why, Dan? I said, well, I said, I said, you know, the other one is good. I'm not going to argue that. I said, but you know, it's it's a little. Little too heavy, I, in my opinion, for a nine-year-old to yeah. be to be watching. And right? that's your so, kid, right? You get yeah. to make those rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I make those rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone someone else may have a different set of criteria right. for their child, and that's fine. Sure. Um, don't think that I'm trying to imprint my um, parenting on you. So, I mean, <laughs> if you want your kid to watch Deadpool at five years old, go ahead. I mean. Um, <laughs> Uh, Have your, at your it. prerogative, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're an American, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, dude. So, so anyway, yeah, yeah. That, that that's how I feel about Batman Superman Ultimate Edition. Um, uh, I agree it, with you. I thought it the, makes uh, it makes a lot more sense. It, it, it it's a cohesive story to me. That and that's and you and I talked shortly after um, Batman vs Superman launched, and I know, mm-hmm. and it was one of those things where I knew. You were. <laughs> I was ready, ready to defend. No, and, like, and not just ready, up. not just ready to defend. But I, I didn't yeah. want to take any, uh, you know, I didn't want to take any excitement away from anything too. Like you had always talked yeah. to me about it. You talked to me that James. It was like, yeah. I mean, the thing that stuck in my my mind was that your kid would watch the television and he would oh, be doing man. whatever else. But when that trailer came on, he would stop and he would stop watch he that, doing. watch yeah. the show. And I thought that 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 says something about honestly, just kind of. Uh, not only his like love for that kind of stuff and like really kind of interest into mm-hmm. that, but obviously it's obviously it's a topic at home that's being discussed at the John because it, house. It, it's you know Captain America and Iron Man fighting is cool, um, no question. But I'm sorry, Batman and Superman transcend Captain America and Iron Man. Sure, they are bigger characters. They are larger characters. They are. Icons. I agree. World, I think worldwide. I, that's yeah. why seeing those two squaring off against each other, you're like, it's on. And that's right? why my expectation mm-hmm. of what I got, you know, my expectations. And I tried to keep I was like, man, I'm just going to be cautiously optimistic. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to, yeah. you know, and I and I really don't want to hate it. And I and I really didn't like hate it. And I know a lot of it's cool to do that, right? Like it's cool to just get on the bandwagon and just start poking mm-hmm. holes in it uh, and not take I it, can't. you know, not take it for what it is. And it, it's a piece of a story. It's a piece of a Nothing, larger story. Very few right? things chap my hide quicker than just <laughs> jump. Seriously, just j- jumping to. And you know that my stance on Iron Man 3 has softened. I mean, I was, sure. you know, we, w- we will hit this we'll again, but <laughs> we will. We will. But, you know, um, 
seeing how Tony is presented in Iron Man 3 and then subsequently in Age of Ultron and then uh, in, in Civil War, I felt Civil War kind of filed down some of the rough, like, hmm, edges from Iron Man 3. Um, I'm growing to appreciate it more um, than, than essentially I did like when it first came right. out. Right. It's a piece mm-hmm. of a story. And that's what I, yeah. and that's what I kind of looked at Batman versus Superman was, but again, the way you talk about it is exactly the way I feel about it. The, it is, it is Batman versus Superman. Captain man or captain, captain America and Iron Man is fantastic. It's great. They are and fighting was, and it and was, was fun to watch. It was one of the best movies I've <laughs> yes, seen, um, uh, in a, it, in a it, while. It was better um, than Age of Ultron, dude. It much better, better than, than Age of Ultron. I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It, but when you, when I think about it, when you just think about the concept of Batman and Superman, that mm. that expectation level is so high because to, it is because it means God so versus much. man, it and it's God so versus much. man. Because yeah, Batman does not have a superpower, not one. Nope. And nope. Superman has everything he could want. And in that line where he said, if I wanted to, I could have ended this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I really wanted it, we wouldn't even we wouldn't even be dancing right now. You know, which shows Um, the conflict that he was having about the people that he was that he chose in the first movie. Right. He made Mm -hmm. that choice. He's the Superman said it's it's Earth over Krypton. And now I can't go starting if I get into a fight now with an Earthling. I can't just go killing them for no reason. Like I can't go all zombie on everybody. I can't just start going nuts on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because of that, because he mm-hmm. made that made a made a bold choice. Um, and we'll, yeah, go ahead. I'm I'm gonna add something to it, but I want you to finish your thought though. The when it came down, and we'll and I I know we're gonna talk about our mutual like about this movie here in a few minutes, but um, oh, yeah. the the way that and and again that theatrical version at the end of the movie. I, I just kind of sat there for a few minutes and I I told myself, I said it wasn't as bad as I really thought it was going to be, right? Number one, it, mm. it, it, definitely, it definitely met some expectations in some ways. It exceeded expectations in other ways that I didn't expect them to, obviously, mm. but it met expectations in a lot of ways. Um, but I tell you, that story to me in the theatrical version was so cut up and so yeah. damaged mm-hmm. that Would when agree, at yeah. that at the end of the day I was like you know I just I'm when I found out there was the ultimate edition coming out and the director's version coming out I, what did I text you I am excited to see this version because it, the last one yeah. did not tell me the story that one that that gave justice to Batman that told his yeah. story correctly at all uh, and get and skipped a lot with Superman. And especially mm-hmm. in the fight sequence, like that was to me, I liked the fight, but I really expected a bigger fight. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. Um, and, and the ultimate edition does expand uh, a little bit on the on the fight. Yeah. Um, but but there there is a there there is a very, very poignant comment that's made in the ultimate edition yes. by um, a. Um, a, a gentleman who lives in Gotham, when he tells Clark, and, report, yeah, reporter Clark, yeah, looking for um, one of the, uh, gosh, what is he? Oh, anyway, he's looking for he's looking for somebody. He's snooping. He's um, looking. He's snooping around, sticking his nose where it doesn't belong. When he's supposed to be covering uh, sports. 
Yeah, <laughs> covering that <laughs> that Gotham versus Metropolis game. Uh, um, that's a yeah, little heavy handed, but <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, um, is this guy tells me he's like in referring to Batman because obviously they've painted a picture that Batman has been around before Superman showed up. Yeah, right. You don't get that feeling in the theatrical cut. You nah. kind of feel like Batman just has shown up. Um, but in the Ultimate Edition, it's very clear. And there, there, there are some lines, you know, like where Bruce tells Alfred, we've been criminals. Because basically, as much as we love Batman, Batman is a criminal. Well, sure, he's vigilante. Like, that's not <laughs> he's legal. A, he's a criminal. <laughs> he doesn't I mean, he's, inside of any Yeah, law, he's, he's, sure. he's catching bad guys and punching their teeth down their throat and then dropping them off at Commissioner Gordon's feet for due yeah. process. You know, I mean, it's... Uh, and then he stops he, for a while. And then the next thing, the next time you see him, he's, he's branding Branding criminals. people, yeah. And then that's so, a death sentence. He's essentially mm-hmm. killing them without killing them because yep. it's a death sentence. And that was and a has gone no in the theatrical pr- version. No, no. And, and in the I, line that oh, I'm referring to. Oh, so good for me yeah, in my Batman storyline that I wanted yes. so badly. But the, but, the line oh, we're referring so to good. is, is uh, it's, it's a man, you know, on the street talking to Clark Kent when talking about Batman. Um, and it's much more established in the Ultimate Edition that Batman yeah. has been around for over 20 years. The citizens of Gotham know who Batman is. Right. At this point, they're scared to death of Batman because of this one line where he says, there's a new kind of mean in him. Mm -hmm. There's a rage. And that rage stems from something we haven't seen yet, which I'm going to assume is the Joker killing Robin, which is probably what took Batman into quote unquote retirement. Uh, Doesn't happen that way in the comics, but that's okay. It fits for this. So again, we're kind of... We haven't seen Suicide Squad. I don't know if Suicide Squad is... I have a feeling it's going to touch a little bit on this, but we do know that the Joker and that Robin armor are connected together. So there is that which has drawn Batman into seclusion, and now all of a sudden we have someone who's from outer space bringing his outer space buddies <laughs> and destroying... And, and destroying, city. you know, a huge portion of the city and also start. And they were also when what we find out in Batman and Superman is that they were terraforming in other parts of the planet that we didn't necessarily see as well, too. So when they find the, the kryptonite, um, you know, in the Indian Ocean. Well, so no, that was just the two that was explained. Oh, from the explosion. That's right. Well, because, yeah, because there was two yeah. there was two that you're landed. Right, you're right. And they were talking. Right. They, they bounced That's back right. and forth. Yeah, yeah, they were creating the the rev- the reverb effect. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, so now he's dealing with this because from from Batman's perspective, he doesn't know about Diana. He doesn't know about um, you know Flash and eventually Aquaman and whatnot. Now he's thinking, I may be the only thing that could potentially come up Stop with a solution this right. for this. Right. So um, that's why I don't have a problem after watching the ultimate edition that Batman, this version of Batman is a little bit looser when it comes to human life. Yeah. Because his goal is, well, he's, he's a rage fueled beast monster right, right. now. He's rage fueled. Everything that he has fought for has resulted in the death of his partner. Yep. We're assuming. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe this version of the Joker is Jason Todd. I don't. I don't. I don't That'd be a weird. That. That's a weird uh, way to I don't go be- about it. But that that would be. I'll tell you uh, some of my fan theory on that later. But I think that'd be stupid with a with a side of dumb sauce. I just don't <laughs> think that would you know dip your stupid in the dumb sauce. I just don't think that would work. Um, 
It maybe I just no. I don't I think don't, it would work. I just don't put it past uh, uh, them to put it on screen. So I hope not. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. Um, I got trust but issues, anyway, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're 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 earning trust back. No, um, I agree. But yeah, so we know that there's a Joker Robin connection, and then there's this you know Superman connection that Batman is just rage fueled. He's right. popping pills. He's drinking a lot of booze. <laughs> lot he's of booze. not. He's not sleeping. Um, he is, you he's know, we don't up. know what's ha- torn up. We, we don't know what's happened to Wayne Manor. It's in shambles. Oh, is yeah. that how Robin died? Did the Joker find out that Batman is Bruce Wayne and made a surprise visit? We don't yeah. know. Right. So there's there's all of that. But, yeah, the Ultimate Edition answers so many questions. And that's why I didn't really after watching the Ultimate Edition. I'm like, I can see how this incarnation of Batman needs to be redeemed. Yeah. And it will be Cal L who helps redeem him very much. And I can a Christ, you know, Cal L is already a Christ like figure right. anyway. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I can see Cal L being the one who redeems Batman. Not that he's going to change Batman's ways. That's always been the rub between the two is that Cal L just thinks that Bruce goes way too far. And Bruce sometimes thinks Superman doesn't go far enough. And he's right? like, yeah. And there's a, tr- obviously mm-hmm. there's a big trust thing that, that I, you know, I don't think, I think Batman trusts Superman as far as he could figure out how to throw him. Um, yeah. Like he how knows far he can throw a truck tire. <laughs> right. It's about how, yeah. Like, and, and, you know, because, and rightfully so, right? Like he, he doesn't, you know, as, as far as Superman's concerned, if Superman changes his mind uh, on anything, and then he could honestly just do what he wanted to at that point. Like he, he, he wakes up, really wakes up no cranky. Other, yeah, wakes, wakes up, up cranky one day. <laughs> didn't have his coffee, and mm-hmm. yeah, there you go. Like yeah, you know. and so um, I do believe in as we see this storyline progress. Yeah, we will see Cal L, and we see a little bit of that where Bruce, you know, says towards the end or mm-hmm. at the end of the film yeah. to Diana, um, I I didn't do enough for him. That he recognizes, like, wow, he really was. He was he was looking yep. out for us. Yep. Right. So I see Kal-El being someone who redeems Batman, not out of being Batman, because he'll always yeah. be Batman, but redeeming him from I don't have to just tear a hole through everybody and everything no. to to accomplish what needs to be accomplished. Okay. So um, and we're just seeing the we're seeing the start. We're yeah. seeing the start. I'm excited so, to see yeah. this storyline, man. I really am. I'm excited to see this mm-hmm. canon, um, you know. I, I, you know, I, you know, I've talked about this. I got my own issues with Zack Snyder, but the, you know, in the way that it was, it was presented. And I know there was a lot of decisions on the backside of that and seeing, the I, I feel, I feel he got shafted by the suits in the I, studio. I'm with you. I, I do. You know, I, I yeah. hear you on that. There's a lot of things that are fixed in a way from the ultimate edition, which I really do like. And you know, I think, uh, if comic book fans really want to give it a fair shake, um, definitely watch the ultimate edition. It's not at least rent it. You don't, don't, if you yeah, don't want to buy it, don't buy it. it. At, least it, 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 it at least rent it. At least rent it. It gives it a fair shakedown. And you know, I don't, I never had a problem with that bat fleck. Um, oh, <laughs> you know, he was fine. No, I'm sorry, uh, dude. He, he, <laughs> I do like I'm the a, gravelly I'm, voice change that they made. The, the modulation. The, yeah. The microphone. And I thought, yeah, you know, yeah. instead of praying to me, or <laughs> pray to me <laughs> or swear to me swear right? to me <laughs> you know we didn't have to do that again um, but i, I you but know no, i'm going to go out on a, cool. i'm going to go out on a limb here i'm going to go out on a limb i as we're building this show we yeah. may already get hate mail from the get go yeah that's fine i think ben affleck's has been the best representation of batman on film i really do i do 
I see I where you're coming from. I'm not there yet. I do. I I just do. I see where you're coming from. I want yeah, to I be. Do. I feel you, it. John, feel you know it. me, dude. Uh, you know I, know I want to ride this train with you. You know I want to be but, on board. Man, he just, he, I think it's main, I think it's basically because, again, we're, we're you know. Uh, we're seeing Michael the start Keaton, of a story, though. We haven't, we've we're only seen the story. half of a movie for Batman at this point. And, and what, what uh, Michael Keaton did correctly yeah. was he played Bruce Wayne differently than Batman. Right. Um, what Christian Bale did perfectly he played Bruce Wayne differently than Batman. Well, we've got a different era uh, of Batman at this point. Yeah, but he but you still played them differently. Well, yeah. I'm saying you let me let me let me rephrase what I'm saying. His acting, he didn't act like Batman when he was Bruce Wayne. He didn't act like Bruce Wayne when he was Batman. No, because I mean, yeah. they are two they're two different personalities. Bruce Wayne's crazy. Batman is another personality, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Um Val Kilmer was a great Batman. He was poopy as Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah. George Clooney was just Rico Suave through the whole thing. Good grief. Okay. Ben Affleck's Batman is, I think, the first representation of of Batman and Bruce Wayne have been swirled together. Mm -hmm. And they don't know where one begins and the other one ends. No, I agree. Yeah. And that's why I liked because even as Bruce Wayne, when he's at the party function and he's still and he's oogling Diana, and we need to talk about Diana a little bit. When he's oogling Diana when she walks by, there's still that Bruce Wayne of like, hey there, good looking. But there's still that you can see the rage in Bruce Wayne's eyes. He's not all there. Even as he's at a social function, there's just this He's got a mystery. Yeah, he's, he's almost like he's restraining himself from just beating up everybody in the room yeah. for no good reason whatsoever. Well, because right? Batman has become his more his identity than Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Batman has now gone undercover as Bruce Wayne. Exactly right. And which yeah. is a kind of a call to Superman's identity as well. Like Superman goes undercover as Clark Kent. As Clark Kent. Like yeah, he, yeah. that's his costume. Mm-hmm. Superman, Clark Kent is Superman's costume. So exactly. Right. Yeah. And so that's old, that, that's that, old that, adage. But anyway, that, that's where, that's where I like, uh, you know, Affleck is, yeah. is Batman. Um, and this, I think, yeah. I think it was a perfect casting choice. I know a lot of people bristled and, yeah. you know, we're talking like two years ago when that was yeah. the first announced, but people said the same thing about know, Heath Ledger and, you know, Buh. so nailed it. And it wasn't fair on Ben Affleck's part to say, well, he was terrible as daredevil. Everything about that movie was terrible. Uh, it wasn't just his performance because I've since rewatched the movie daredevil. I, I don't think it is. I don't think his performance is bad. An actor is really only going to be as good as the material in which he's exactly given right, and man. the direct and, and in the direction in which he's told to go. Exactly. Ben Affleck is a very good. It, it's easy to hate on Affleck. Oh, sure. Affleck's a Affleck's a great actor. Argo. Gone. I proved a lot Argo. Gone Girl. The Town. I mean, he is even his, even his performance in Goodwill Hunting, even Dogma though he's not good. Like <laughs> the, the guy's a great actor. Yeah. The guy's a great. And, and let's face it. He's handsome as all get out. <laughs> right? He's, he's a good a looking guy. <laughs> and he's got the Batman jaw. Yeah. And he beefed himself up. Dude, he's yeah, he's got that Batman jaw. And yeah. when he when he asked that question, do you bleed? I just you're like, um, mm, that that's was Batman. So good. That trailer yeah. was so good. Yeah. But one thing I want to add here, because uh I, I do want to talk about Diana's. Well that's cameo. that's what I mean. Um, yeah, that's what we're is uh one thing I want to reference back to the fight uh, between Superman and Batman. Yeah. When when you go back and you and I'm going to encourage you to just start Ultimate Edition from the beginning and watch it to the end. I know you're you you haven't seen the third act. Yeah, it was the third watch, act. Wa- yeah. Okay, watch it. Watch it from the beginning again, or at least from the beginning of the fight. How 
Affleck's performance in that fight, how he is constantly just going, and like after every hit he takes, even though like, you know, Superman is weakened by the kryptonite. Um, and, and, you know, Batman's wearing this crude, very untested prototype armor that's not allowing for a lot of movement. You know, it's, it's mainly there to absorb a punishment (laughs) than anything. Even in Superman's weakened state, he is packing, no pun intended, packing such a punch that every blow that Batman takes, is just like, it's like he's struggling to get up. After each and every one, when I watch that again, I'm just like, he is nailing the difference between these two. Yeah. Because even when Superman's weakened and, and Batman's just giving it to him, it's just like, it's like that health bar in Destiny against the <laughs> boss. And it's like, it's going down just a little bit and now it's going back up, right? Yeah. Find a new way to fight. Um. That I just I love that aspect of that fight because you know, it's very true to how it would be. It's like as weakened as Superman was, he was still so much better. And it just yeah. took a constant barrage to keep to try to keep him down. And I just I just love the the every time he gets hit, just the the sheer agony of being hit by a weakened Superman oh, was still yeah. enough to was, to take yeah. down a normal guy, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um so I know we're we're getting pretty long in this in this first yeah, episode, are. but yeah, we are. Who cares? So much, so much good so stuff much, to talk about, man. Such a, yeah. such a history with both of these characters for both of us, and um, but let's go to definitely the mm. thing that shocked us both. Miss, and we talked about this Miss the other Gado. night. We talked Miss about this Gado. the other night. Yes, that um, this character was the character that both you and I we now we um, now I hadn't moved from Arizona yet, and we were. That's right. It should be noted. You're in Texas and I'm in in Arizona. Yeah, that's right. I am in Texas. Um, And -hmm. I hadn't moved from Arizona yet, um, but we were sitting around the same computer (laughs) and weeping and (laughs) watching like the casting happen. And we were like, cool. And I was, I don't know if Ben Affleck was cast just yet or was he already? He already already was. He already was. I know we didn't Mm -hmm. have a big problem with that. I never did. No, Um, no, I didn't. And we were watching this come through and they mentioned Wonder Woman cast and we're both like, okay, what is up? Let's look. And Licking then our chops. Gal Gadot and both of Gal us about Gadot. shut off the computer and just walked out. I remember being so, I don't know, unreasonably for a reasonable fanboy, I was unreasonably upset. <laughs> Bone, bones are for dogs was just, my first <laughs> thought because uh, I'm a fan she was of Wonder just Woman. Just out of Fast and Furious. Skinny is a rail. Just not, yeah, nothing to her. And it, she, well, well, and that. But hold on, let, let's not belabor the point. Even when, and, and we're not, we're not insulting her because she's thin. Don't no. don't read into that. Okay, you and it's I not are both a character. Correct. Yeah. It, it it it's not body shaming Gal Gadot because no. she is a beautiful woman. Yeah. She is a beautiful woman. Um, you and I both are fans of Wonder Woman. Right. Now, I now I did not read uh, Wonder Woman's individual comics, but uh, I read Justice League. I was League. all over Justice League as well. Yeah. And she is a... There is no Justice League without And if you watch Diana Flashpoint, uh, the animated yep. Flashpoint, yep. Mm-hmm. like that Absolutely. will tell you what's Absolutely. up with Wonder Woman right there. Um, there is no or Justice Diana, League without... I guess I should say. Yeah, not yeah. necessarily Wonder well, Woman. That is Diana. Wonder Woman, yeah. Yeah, there is no <laughs> Justice League without Diana Prince. Right. And so... Um, 
And, and I'm a huge fan of that character. Um, I, I truly believe she is, well, you really can't argue. She is the first empowered woman in comics. Mm-hmm. And um, I can see how she's both a, an icon, not only for female fans, but for male fans as well, too. Not because she's hot, because Wonder Woman is hot. She's drawn hot. I mean, right. come on. Yeah. But she holds... <laughs> yeah, no one's arguing that or or complaining about it. Um, but she holds her own mm-hmm. and she has no fear. She will get in Superman's face. Um, and when you Batman yeah. is Batman's not intimidated by very many. Mm-hmm. Diana has gotten up in his face and he has backed down well, because he he knows he cannot take her on. He, he no can't. Way. He can't. And I think that was one of the most in. And we talked about this in, at length. When she shows up in the Doomsday fight at the very end, mm-hmm. um, it's a very cool intro scene. And I tell you, that's she, the she, one. She, she saves Batman's rear yeah, end is what does. she does. Exactly right. Because Doomsday opens he's gone. up. And, it he's, was, and Batman knows like, at that scene, we're it. not going to re- we're, no. we're, 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 we're a PG rated show, so we're not going to quote the line. But you see in his eyes yep. when he says, oh, blankety, blankety, blank. I today is the day I die. That was it. That it was, was going to be it, it. Yeah. Goodbye. Did that not even gone. know. And so, yep. yeah, so she, mm-hmm. she drops in, of course, um, with that. It, she was behind the shield at that point, I think. No, the bracelets. Was it the bracelets? Whoa, I just knocked my microphone. I'm so sorry. That's I get okay. so, I get so excited, Ryan. I get so excited. <laughs> uh, no, she, uh, no, she, she blocks it with her bracelets. Okay. So she does. Yeah. She's, mm-hmm. she's, she blocks it with the bracelets and she doesn't give it up, give it away just yet. And then, uh, she gets in the fight. Right. Mm-hmm. She gets. Oh, she, she get, leaps into the fight. Into after, the fight. She, after she blocks it, she pulls out the sword and then takes out the, shield, the shield and out. just goes flying right, right. at him. She, and that yell, and just that. that. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. Dude, and she's in it. Her. And uh, I think super, I think soups was running around at that point too. Um, Say, saving Lois from being extra, uh, anyway, extra uh, silly. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Just move uh, on. Yeah, move I, on. Or, or, move or, on. Okay. <laughs> the, <laughs> Move on. Uh, Try to focus on the storm, good. Focusing storm, on the good. Stormtrooper. Stormtrooper. Move along. Move along. Focus on the good. Move along. Um, so, but she gets gets the backhand from Doomsday in one of those sends hits. Her, send, and just sends, sends her, her reeling. Just sends her just yard, just hundreds of yards <laughs> in the back. Yeah. Hits, he punts her. Punts her with his forearm. Hits that, <laughs> and then hits that rubble. And I tell you, if there's a directorial moment that I applaud mm-hmm. Zack Snyder for. Oh yeah. It is the, 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 the grin, just that. And it's well, not kinda, a huge she grin. Wi- she it's wipes like big. a little, she wipes a little blood oh, and dirt classic, off of, uh, yeah, the yeah, just wipe, like, yeah. and just that, mm, now we're getting busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was such a fan yep. of that moment of just like, yes. Oh, cool. I get to really turn it on. Like, yeah, I, I've been running about 50% for the past, you know, well, think about her story. when you think about her storyline, right, she has been hiding from fighting for probably 80 to 90 years at this point. Yeah, we'll, we'll see more of that know, in the standalone. Maybe, we'll, we'll, maybe see, we'll see we'll, more of that. Yeah, well, we will, because I know that she what, what they're going to present in the standalone, which I am super, super is excited photo, for. Right. Is world we'll, we'll yeah. see the history, history um, behind that photo that, that she did fight somehow in World War One. Right. Exactly. Um, and against 
some could potentially say, well, they're ripping off from Captain America. That there was a, okay. You know what? No, no. Okay, you know what? Marvel fanboys, <laughs> get get off your gas pedal. Okay, <laughs> get off your gas pedal. Okay. Ryan and I are big. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan and I are fans of Marvel. I'm sorry, boys. DC predates Marvel. Marvel has stolen more from DC than DC has ever stolen from Marvel. Accept it. Move on, Ryan. <laughs> Move on. So, right? It's right. true. No, I'm it's with true. You. Um, I'm there would be no Deadpool if there was no Deathstroke. Right, exactly. It's that simple. Right. Marvel is awesome. We love Marvel. We love Image. We love DC. We love all these comics. Marvel has stolen more from DC than DC has stolen from Marvel. Yeah. We'll just we'll just leave it at that. We will. So, uh, but that, yeah, but that moment of just uh, her, it's feeling, it feels like she's been waiting for a fight for a while. And she finally mm-hmm. gets a fight, and similar to oh Batman, man. she's she's gone into she's gone into a recluse, right? Because yeah. Batman, for some reason, had stepped away, right? Yeah. So, I did. I just remember when we saw that Gal Gadot introduction, and you hit the nail on the head. I remember you and I just looked at each other uh, like, "What?" Why? Because again, not because she wasn't pretty enough or beautiful enough. That 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 wasn't in question. Wonder Woman is a strong female character. She has a certain look, and we're not talking the Star Spangled onesie. She doesn't even wear that anymore in right. the comics. Yeah, um, she, what she wears is very representative of what you see in the movie. Kind of a very Sparta, mm-hmm. um, you know, a Roman Greek era, because that's her lineage. She's she's a daughter of the gods, and so um, there's a certain look that you expect with Diana. And, and I'm looking at some, I'm looking at some pictures of her right now on the internet of just, you know, kind of like the progression of wonder woman and that she has always been portrayed as a strong female. She's Amazonian in stature, which means she's going to be tall. Mm -hmm. She's going to be muscular. She's not going to be like ripped abs and pecs like, you know, Superman and Batman are, because that would be like, you know, slow it down now. Um, but, um, and, and Gal Gadot, as beautiful as she is and as talented as she is, initially just, you're just like, wait, what? My good, yeah, what? Okay. Right? All right. <laughs> as we started getting closer and closer to the to the release of the movie, you, you started seeing more still shots of her. Um, and you're just kind of like, I like the, I like the, co- I thought the costume, they nailed it. It looks yeah. fantastic. Um, but well, you just like see how that- Chris Evans beefed up for Cap, right? Like, it, yes. Exactly the same kind of thing. Like you know, you she put on some muscle weight. Yeah, watch the if if I really want to encourage you guys if if you haven't seen Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition, rather than renting it, just buy it because I think you'll be pleased, very pleased. Yeah, in whatever so format too. you want to go in, the special features on there show what uh, Miss Godot went through to become this character, and she went. All in, yeah. all chips on the table. She put in, and it paid off. Yeah, it did. she put on muscle weight. She trained with sword and shield. It looks like she did quite a few of her own stunts on a green screen. Yeah, um, she nailed it. Yep, she nailed it. And I am, I am super excited for her standalone. I will eat and that I crow can't... all day long because oh, that was yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Yep, she proved us wrong. Um, <laughs> some still shots just came out this past week of the standalone Wonder Woman film. Yep. She looks even more like Diana from yep. the comics. Um, well done, DC. Yeah. You cast you cast your Wonder Woman appropriately. She looks fantastic. Yeah. And she and she was great. She was great in the role. She it, it didn't look like she was out of place. 
And, and I love the promotional material that has since come out for the home release. You notice she's in the center and Batman and Superman are on the sides. That's right. You know, and so that that tells you that, and this is where I think Marvel, this Marvel Cinematic Universe could take a real lesson, Ryan. And I mean this sincerely. Yes, Black Widow is a strong female character. Scarlet Witch has the potential, but it is a very male-centric oh, yeah. universe that For they're sure. presenting. And... um You've got DC on the other side who's saying Diana is just as kick butt as these other guys and even more so. And we're going to make her a focal point of this storyline and we're going to throw everything we got behind this character because the character, not the actress, but the character has earned it. Oh, yeah. Character means a lot. Has earned it. Yeah. Wonder Woman is a huge huge part of everything that is DC. Her books are still some of the best-selling books, both for boys and girls. It's not a girl's comic, and I hate it when people refer to it as that. No, it's a comic. Oh, that's a girl... That's a girl's comic. No, it's not. It's a comic. It's a comic. Yeah. It's a comic. It's a and comic. it's she's she's an amazing character. And yeah. I would love to see Marvel take a page from that because, you know, Black Widow is a great character. She's a strong character, but she, she doesn't, even though she's weak in terms of she doesn't have cap strength or she doesn't have, you know, the magic wizardry of Thor and all this other stuff, but she holds her own. Yeah. And, and she takes a licking and keeps on ticking. And they don't really... It's still very male driven in their yeah. publicity. No, there right? So um, I would like to see Marvel take a little bit of a page from that. And I like what DC's doing with with Wonder Woman. They're saying she's she's just as big as these other guys. Yeah. She is not going to be in the shadows. Yeah. You're going to see toys and T-shirts and everything else. Yeah. And I think um, as Marvel, and I like that. Yeah. And I think as Marvel starts to round out. And that's the thing, too. Like with this Marvel has been doing this since 08. Um you know, this is that's when this all this stuff really started. I think mm-hmm. Jessica Jones can can kind of you know we may see some more with you're right. With you're stuff right. Like I, I would no no. I would say Je- she, yeah. she's very an empowered character. And by the way, uh, I would almost say Jessica Jones season one is better than Daredevil season one. Um, you know what? I'm not Jessica Jones is really good. Ton of that at all? Jessica Jones was fantastic. Yeah, it was great though. Yeah, and I and I think and I think she has the yeah, and and she's very much a female character who doesn't have to rely on the big strong boys in the group to come save the day. But at the but here's here's where I'm at on this too is that we have um, we're in and I this is I have an image as my background on my on my computer wallpaper that just shows the phases of Marvel and all the interconnectivity of each character. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I think I sent that to you. But the um, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day too, like we are starting. And Captain Marvel is coming, I think too, and I think that's a that's going to be a female character. Um, a female character. Yes. Movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, they're going with the female but, version but, of Captain Marvel. Yeah. But two we are about to round out like 2019. Like we're going to start to round out this incarnation, this phase three, you know, um, we're going to see mm-hmm. uh, infinity war part one and two. I th- I know they're titled differently now, but we're going to see the ends of, we're going to see the ends of a lot of these character lines, whether or not they pick up after this is, you know, going to be interesting to see. Um, but I don't see the Marvel universe having an end. I, I but I, but I, they're I think, making too much money. Are, yeah. are you talking about like, are you talking about like different people like taking the Captain America? No, no, no. Like no, it no. won't be Steve Rogers as Captain America. Right. I, you know, we may see different characters come up, but I think, no, I think we'll still be in the same universe. Um, after that, that's what I'm saying. After just, all of this, but I think we may just see like, just change. like in the comics. 
Are you talking about like like in the comics how like someone else like when Steve died? Excuse me. In Civil War, Frank Castle became Captain America for a while, right? Oh, I don't. Are you talking about something like that? Where I don't think we'll where Steve Rogers ceases to be Captain America, or someone else like Tony Stark retires as Iron Man, and someone else is in the Iron Man suit. I can see them doing something like that. Yeah, I think you know what we man that would be a hard sell. I think at 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 some point, but um, it would work. I think it could work. You know, you take Robert Downey Jr. out of that money making machine, and I don't know if you make as much money. Oh, I'm with you. He's been that, he, it's he a tough, has been Iron Man and, and Tony Stark since before 2008. I, so I think X Men Apocalypse is a good example of what happens when you don't have Logan in your movie. Mm. The two, the two, yes, the two X Men films that did not have Logan did, were not as financially successful as those that did. First Class was a great movie. Yeah. It did not have the financial success that the other ones did. Uh, yeah, Apo- Apocalypse is lukewarm to hmm, and there will be another episode about Apocalypse, but no Logan. Yeah, it was not as financially successful. So there are, I I believe you take Iron Man and or Tony Stark because you can have Tony Stark in the movie and not necessarily have it be Iron Man. You can have Tony Stark in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and be okay, but yeah. you remove him, or or he's in there for a a three minute cameo like Logan was in Apocalypse, where you're like, what? Yeah. Um, people are gonna be like, okay, and well, then word's gonna yeah. spread, right? And the, and word's gonna the, spread. Yeah. Hey, how was Wolverine in Apocalypse? Oh, he was great for the you know twenty two seconds, yeah, seconds of madness. The madness I got to see, right? They had to, they had I mean, to it's fix cool. the story from mm-hmm. the the previous movie, Days of yeah. Future Past, yeah. but. So I, I think you can make an argument that no Logan equals an X-Men movie that doesn't make as much money. Right. A, a, a no Tony Stark could equal a Marvel movie that doesn't make as much money. We could see one of two things, right? Obviously, is one of two <laughs> Excuse things. Excuse me, the, I'm sorry. You're good. The, 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 path where they, the path where they end this particular version of Avengers, which I really have trouble wrapping my head around it, um, or they start doing exactly that, where they kind of replace characters here and there. You know, uh, could we see the female version of Thor that's been out, that's new in the comics that I would really like mm-hmm. to see? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, we have opportunities coming up to start switching and swapping some of these characters uh, in and out. Yeah. Um, especially after what 2019, when the final showdown um, is going to happen, the part two of that two parter is going to happen. And, and hopefully we see the, at least I'm crossing my fingers for the guardians of the galaxy and Avengers team up. Yeah. Well, that's going to be, uh, taking the, on the, Thanos, the, together. the infinity war yeah. series, yeah. um, which is different now. But yeah, isn't, different. isn't there a part of you that just wants to see Tony and, and rocket just exchanging, you know, smart oh, mouth, just smart mouth comments on each other. I would love to, cause they would give <laughs> a ribbing to everyone on that team just with the banter that those two could come up with. Oh yeah. That would yeah. be fantastic to watch. Um, and, 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 and speaking of, I, I truly believe Suicide Squad is going to be DC's Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that is going to be a big hit. It's a party. It's people, a party, dude. It is such it's a, party. a party, and that's it's the way party. Guardians was pitched yep. was a party. Mm-hmm. And I was excited about that. And I, I tell you, once I saw those few trailers start to come out, and Jared Leto in that car, oh. dude, the yep. car, oh. Just the style. He's got Jared, style, man. And Jared, I love it. Jared Leto. Jared Leto is going to kill as the Joker. Ugh, he is good. He's so going to do it. He's going to do it. So good. Skeptics, take a back seat. He's yeah, going to nail it's it. It's going to be. I'm a lot sorry. Of fun. He's, he's that movie's going to be a party. That movie is going to yep. be a party. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
All his, right, dude. his laugh, his yeah. hold on we're, before we before we wrap it yeah. up, dude. His laugh in mm-hmm. Suicide Squad trailer gives me chills. Oh, they, and I love how they, dude. They are. It's they so different than Ledger's. That, they are writing that yeah. check every single time it's, too. It's so different than Ledger's. You know, ha ha ha. Ledger's was more of kind of like a creepy, like you know. It was just a different. You know, it was some, a different world, man. It was a different world. This this Joker, if you want a good reference point, I know it's been said a hundred times before this show came into existence. A good reference point for Leto's Joker is the Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the Joker that he's drawing upon, um, and for kind of depending on which flavor of. DC Universe, again, for all intents and purposes, is the origin of the Joker. Um, yeah. Give that a read, yeah. But yeah, every time I watch that trailer and I just hear that that, that Joker that laugh, laugh and, at the and, yeah, and then it, and, they and then Harley, the, they twist the yeah. logo with it. It's great. Well, or even the even in the when you're actually seeing clips of the movie, you know, Harley hears the laugh and goes, uh oh, and in like all of her crazy, just like I'm like oh. She's nothing. No, you get. She's you guys don't want in comparison. Yeah, it's like you don't want him around right now. Yeah. you don't want him around. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm super excited for that one. I'm I super think excited. For here's that my one. here's my last here's my fan theory on and we talked a little bit about this. My fan theory on the the Joker uh, and the Batman thing uh, with with in regards to Robin. Mm, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Give me. Yeah. Give me your theory, dude. We'll uh, let, we can end it. On I don't that. think it. I don't think it's gonna be. You know, like the under the red hood. I don't think it's going to follow that story where we see um, Jason Todd, or essentially, right? Like we'll just call him Jason Todd for now. Jason Todd become the Joker or a version of the Joker in that sense. Um, but I do like think, a joke, like a Joker tribute, right? I do yeah. think that character, the Robin character, did die, and I think the breaking moment for Batman is uh, Joker. I think puts on the Robin costume. Um, mm. and mocks him. And I think, and he, I think that would be, there's two gunshot wounds and they talked about this a lot inside of a lot of the pictures. There's, Dude, I, there's I like two, that idea. There's two gunshot wounds. I like that wounds, idea. Right? Yeah. Right? I like that idea. And they're, yeah. they're, mm-hmm. they match up with mm-hmm. the suit and they match up with the Joker costume. And I think that I would like to think that that would be the breaking point where jo- he sees Joker in the Robin costume and just snaps. Shoots him and shoots, and shoots him, him and shoots him. Well, I mean that would that would play off of the Dark Knight Returns. I mean, the, right. he he kills the Joker in the Dark Knight Returns, breaks his neck. He's had enough. Yeah. When but, the when the Joker just goes on that killing spree in the carnival. Yeah, and and, then, uh, and to and, be fair, Joker still he, yeah. Joker still kept that. No, Joker still Joker snapped his own neck. Um, now Bat was about no, to. Well, oh the, yeah, yeah, you're right. Bat was you're about right. to. He, he tw- but Joker he twisted told him. it to. The, Joker told he twisted him, it yeah. to the, yeah he, he twisted it to the point yeah, yeah that, he was damaged that, he was dying there was no doubt about that Joker was dying and then the last things that Joker said to him was right. like you know right. you don't get like you're not gonna go there and like I'm not kept, even gonna give you that sad yeah but I'm not gonna give you the satisfaction I don't know if it was a giving him the satisfaction a pleasure thing for Joker I think it honestly was an honoring tribute to say you know what I know I can corrupt you. I know I can, but I'm You're not going to let you. No, I'm not going to let uh, you go there. I don't know about that. Injecting nobility into the Joker at these dying I, moments. There, there's there is a there is a small amount in there. Anyway, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. John, thank you so much for talking to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna. We're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be playing Destiny here in a little bit, and I'm just gonna be the whole time just thinking about that. Like you're so uh, wrong, Ryan. You're, you're so, so wrong. wrong. <laughs> you're so wrong. 
That's okay. Like, oh, some, some interjecting nobility into the joke. Hey, there's. Um, I'm. I'm gonna go there. Uh, maybe. I'm gonna maybe. go there. Anyway, well, you know, well, that's I mean, a story that's already know, been written. That's a story that's already been told. So we can probably they, go dive well, through that and look into that old story. You can make. Well, you can it. make the argument because they do need each other. They. Although they've always needed each other, and Joker's been the one to talk about needing each other. Batman has not. Mm-hmm. Batman has always said, "Nope, we don't need each other," and Joker's always said, "Nope, we do. We really do." Yeah, yeah. So there's a it's no, it's, it's that, dude, that's a good topic for another time, to man. Bat, Bat, Batman villains. Yeah, man, that'd be like because we know that we know he fears Bane, but he doesn't fear the Joker. Batman fears Bane. Ah, yeah, he does. But he, but he doesn't fear the Joker. Yeah, that's it. that's a good topic for another time, man. All I right. like that. Well, hey, this is yeah. uh, just to kind of wrap up, man. This is uh, I think we've I think we've uh, fully stretched that as about as thin as it can go. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any reason to keep going on <laughs> Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition, other than we both agree uh, if it. you haven't if you haven't seen the Ultimate Edition, quit being a quit being a, a cotton hitting ninny muggins <laughs> and just uh, just watch it, enjoy it. It's three hours of yes, this is what it should have been. And give us your thoughts too, like you know, tell us yeah, tell us please. What you think. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen it before, definitely try to get to try to get to see it. Um, you know, I'm I'm more than mm-hmm. happy to to help out in any way, um, especially offering and, uh, thoughts and have a conversation around it. So, I'll, I I accept all opinions, but just remember at the end, mine are correct, yours <laughs> are just no. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of which, we are out there on uh, we are out there on some social media. We have uh, a Twitter account. It's a uh, RF. Uh, what is it? Uh, RFB. I don't know. You tell me. Right? <laughs> RFB. You created it, pal. I sure did. Uh, it's at RFBPC. So reasonable fanboys, reasonable fanboys podcast. RFBPC, and then we do have an email address, which is reasonablefanboys at gmail.com. So if uh, you do want to reach out, if you do have some thoughts on what we've been talking about, or just kind of your own rants and stuff, by all means, let us know on either one of those sites. Um, and. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I, uh, well, can I can I add one other thing too? Yeah, please. Uh, th- this is the official first broadcast of the second show under the Shut Up Dog Productions. That's right. Yeah. So um, you have a, a show. lot of you may not. I do have a show, and right, Mister my my partner in crime here, Mister Ryan O'Farrell, has sat in on the unsaid show. It was a lot of fun too. Um, yeah, it was fun, and he will do it again. And we may bring Mr. Rex Diamond in on this one. I don't know what he would contribute. Um, <laughs> he's got a lot. To, if, he, if he's got a lot to say about comics, then hey, let's do it. Uh, he'll talk. He'll probably just talk. Are you guys talking about aliens? Um, but uh, yeah, oh, yeah, so we're 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 really excited well, about all of this. Give we, your, we got a little what's thing. your podcast name, John? It's called Saucy Riffs and Tasty Licks. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a show that I do with a good friend of Ryan and I's that we've known for a long time. Uh, Rex Diamond, where we just talk about, you know, hard rock, heavy metal music. We keep things very, uh, very irreverent, a little bit of a different tone than this show, but we keep things a little irreverent. We just talk about our love and absurdity of all things, hard rock and heavy metal. So give that a listen. And Ryan, you've also got another one that's kind of like still in the process of working out, but I think you can still give it a shout out. No, yeah, for sure. It's still still in the production phases, um, but it is a Harry Potter fanboy podcast. Um, a go, lot man. of fan, a lot of fanboy that goes on in my world. So, uh, I just, I gotta, I, <laughs> yeah, I just I don't, pick up the right people to talk about all this stuff with. I don't take part in the Harry Potter conversation. <laughs> that's where my nerd, that's where my nerd dries up at that point. <laughs> but it is called, uh, it is called always, uh, a Harry Potter podcast. And, um, that, again, that's, yeah, that's still in production mode right now. We're still, mm-hmm. uh, getting some shows together there. And then, uh, once we feel pretty comfortable with it, we'll hit the green light and you'll hear all about it too. So, 
Uh, well, I can tell you that we're, there. yeah, I can tell you that, you know, uh, we're excited to hear that one, dude. Seriously. I mean, it's, uh, dude, that's a whole um, other lore of a world. And, and I tell you, I've had a yeah, lot man. of fun digging into that world for sure. So it's a whole, it's a whole connection of entertainment folks. We got a bunch of stuff for you to dig into. Yeah, so. that's right. Exactly right. So yeah. cool, man. Well, this has been reasonable fanboys. My name's Ryan. I'm John. And thank you. We'll look forward to hearing from you. Goodbye guys. Bye.